You are now listening to a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ, the great. And this is Jared. And this week, we're talking about the 41st law. Avoid stepping into a great man's shoes. All right, Jared. Translation time, brother. Hit us with that translation. Translation for this week is pretty simple. And that is... Make your own path. Make your own path. Okay. Make your own yellow brick road. Cool. We got it. Yeah, that's it, man. I told you it's simple. <laughs> All right. A few words from the OG Robert Greene himself. What happens first always appears better and more original than what comes after. If you succeed a great man or have a famous parent, you will have to accomplish double their achievements to outshine them. Do not get lost in their shadow or stuck in the past, not of your own making. Establish your own name and identity by changing course. Slay the overbearing father, disparage his legacy, and gain power by shining in your own way. Now, I got a story. It's loosely related to the judgment that I just spoke of. Uh, It's not about a father or anything like that. It's about what happens first is better and more original, all right? So in school, there was a story. uh, It was in English class. It was a story about this old couple. And they decided to drive off a cliff together, and they died together. And the teacher in the class was talking about how it was such a sad and tragic story. And I'm sitting back in class like, how is this story sad? I don't understand what makes this story a tragic event. They made a sound decision to kill themselves. They, they basically committed suicide, okay? So a kid in the class, his name is Jeff, he blurts out, man, this ain't sad. They killed themselves. And the teacher, Miss Dow, she says, you know what, Jeff? I never looked at it that way. That's an interesting concept. So <laughs> she gave him all the credit, man, and the class is looking around like he said something amazing. I'm sitting back like, Man, he just he just stole my idea. So the point that I was trying to make with this story is that I couldn't follow the idea that he laid out and nothing that I would have said would have gotten any more credit or any credit like Jeff got because he had the idea first. So I just had to let that thing ride. I couldn't follow that. It kind of reminds me of this Key and Peele episode where these kids they were basically in class in math class and they were talking about angles and stuff like that and one kid whispered to the other yeah hi hi what did he say he said something like i'm high on pot news that's what he said he said hi pot news and and he only he said it to his friend but then his friend said it out loud for the whole class to hear and everybody started laughing he's like hey man that was my joke (laughs) 
And then, like, the principal came in, and the principal, like, they was like, repeat the joke for the principal. And the principal started cracking up. And then he's like, hey, man, I'm going to put you on Jimmy Kimmel. You know, like, he's like, I know Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> you know, and he got to say the joke in front of Jimmy Kimmel and that kind of stuff. And so, basically, he couldn't. But the one kid, he was just salty because, you know, it, it was, was his joke. joke. <laughs> yeah, man. Got to stop being so timid. As a matter of fact, that exact situation, and we're going to get, all right, people, we're going to get to the law in a second. That exact situation happened to my wife at a uh, at a birthday party. We were at, an, uh, at a family member's birthday party, and <laughs> my wife had whispered a joke. She kind of like whispered it just for the people around us to hear, and <laughs> one of the people that was sitting next to her just said it out loud and everybody started cracking up and she was hot <laughs> she was like she 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 like she hit me under the table she's like she just stole my joke and just said it in front of everybody it's like man you should have said it louder then stop being so scary <laughs> wow yeah man that that's funny anyway all right so let's get started with this thing OGRG made a statement that really hit home, man. He says the pampered and dull son almost always squanders the inheritance. So the kid that's pampered and dull almost every time they they lose it all, man. And it is it's because he doesn't start with that father's <coughs> will and need to fill that void. So I was thinking about like Michael Jordan's son, right? Man, I was thinking the exact same thing. You yeah. just now just stole one of my examples. <laughs> you should have said it, man. What you waiting on? No, and but, I bet you about to steal another one too later, but that's okay. Okay. So I, I don't think I'm going to steal another one. I'm just going to steal this one. That's going to be it. But Michael Jordan's son, he wasn't rejected the same way that MJ was in high school, man. So... He's not going to have the drive to be better than right. everybody in basketball. LeBron right. James and D-Wade, I'm scared for them. They're, I'm they scared for their sons. Yeah. Right? And they're playing basketball, and they're really good, too, both of them. So how are you going to live up to LeBron James' name or D-Wade's name? So their best bet is just to, by the time they get out of high school, man, or get out of college, just choose a whole different profession. Yeah. Um, I was, I've been watching kitchen nightmares lately uh -huh. that's the show, like with, the show yeah that's the show with gordon ramsay and he goes to these uh restaurants that are failing you know about to close down he tries to save them well often more time it, it happens almost every other episode where there's a restaurant that was owned by somebody's father and the father passes away and the son is left with you know or the kids are left with you know having to run the business you know, and they might try to run it the same as the father did, but they just can't, you know, because like you said, the father had that original drive to, you know, have to take care of his family and provide for his family. These kids were just basically handed the business. They don't have that same kind of drive. Their restaurant right. starts failing. Like you said, these people normally squander away um, whatever, you know, benefits or whatever was given to them. So. That happens all the time on the, on the Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, it, it definitely does. That's a great example. The OG says that power depends on appearing larger than other people. And if you get lost in somebody else's shadow, you can't project a presence that's larger. 
So you got to get from underneath people's shadows, man. OGRG also believes that the children of successful people are unlikely to surpass their parents in glory and power. So, yeah, again, on Kitchen Nightmares, like I was saying, like these kids, they'll normally try to run the restaurant like their father did. So they have those old traditions. But it's just, you know, it doesn't hold up in today's restaurant industry. And that's what Gordon Ramsay always tells them. You know, you have to update things. You can't be like your father. You This, this place can't be ran like your father because you're not your father. Your father did this back in the 60s. It's now 2011 or whatever it was at that time. And so, you know, you got to change things. And another thing is, another reason that the kid is a, a child of a successful person is unlikely to surpass their parents in glory is because, again, the parent has a drive because they came from nothing. They want to succeed. They have nothing to lose. So they grind until they win. The kid comes along. That parent usually tries to impose their beliefs and thoughts on how to succeed because it worked for them, right? So that parent often tries to place that kid in the position of their past footsteps. Hey, I got me a restaurant, son, and this is the way I did it back in the 60s. You need to go get you a restaurant and do it just like me, and this is how you do it. And they try to lay out that that path for you. But the 60s and 2011 or two totally different times, right? Exactly. 50 year difference. So, another uh, point that OG RG brought up is that the kid usually becomes self-conscious and timid and fearful of not living up to the expectations of the parent. And so when your dad or your mom is super successful and they're trying to place you in, you know, to follow their footsteps, and you're not living up to your expectations. By the way, I'm talking a lot about parents because the OG talked about parents in this particular law. However, this works for mentors too, right? You come up under somebody's tutelage. You're learning under this mentor. They're telling you everything to do. You become timid and just following everything they tell you to do. And you're getting lost because when you, when you come up to real problems and they're not there, you're getting lost because... You didn't go your own way. You're trying to do it the way that they would do it. And that's kind of, uh, that kind of touches on what we were talking about um, before this recording. We were talking about um, the Birdman and Lil Wayne situation. Yeah. Now, that's not his biological daddy, but that's what, I don't know what their relationship is. But basically, Birdman has been keeping Lil Wayne under his wing Excuse the pun, you know, Birdman wing. <laughs> he's been keeping him under his wing all this time. He's been taking care of him. And Wayne eventually wanted to do, probably wanted to go buy his own car for a change. And Birdman was like, nah, playboy. And rubbed his hands. And Wayne got mad. And so Wayne wants to sue and get money from Birdman. Well, if Wayne had not been flying under that wing for so long, he probably would have learned at some point, you know, how to handle his own business affairs. Yeah. And he wouldn't be, we wouldn't be still be waiting for Carter five for the past six years. Five years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quite a five, five years, right? Right. 
Now, we talked about the kid usually not surpassing the parent, but there are exceptions to this rule, right? One of those exceptions is we're going to keep it sports a little bit. Say, here, you about to steal another one. Go ahead with Steph Curry. I wasn't going to say. Oh, wow. That's a good one. I wasn't going to say Steph. Oh, who you going to say? Floyd Mayweather? Kobe Bryant. Oh, Kobe no, Bryant? Kobe Bryant. Okay. Floyd Mayweather. He's an too. exception to the rule. His dad, Joe Jelly Bean Bryant, he was a first round pick, professional basketball player. He was pick number 14. Kobe Bryant, though, you know, he had to step in and outshine him. He came. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Kobe's dad, Jelly Bean Bryant, he went, to, he went to college. Kobe Bryant stepped right out of high school. He was a first round pick, but he was pick number 13. Kobe became one of the best players to ever pick up a basketball, so he definitely surpassed. Kobe him. was pick number thirteen. Yeah. Damn, who who was picked before him? Uh, like Ray Allen and stuff was Ray Allen picked before him? And like uh, Derek Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. In his class, let me see. Um, I think AI was in '96. Marcus Camby might have been in that class. There's a few people in that class, um, but remember, Kobe was out of high school and he was, you know, a small guy. So I thought normally them high school cats be going really early though. Like then, El- was it first Elton round Brand? pick thirteen is pretty early still. That's pretty early. I and he got that. picked up. He got picked up by who? Uh, like LeBron was number one, all right. He he got picked up by like Charlotte, <laughs> and they traded Kobe to the Lakers for Vladi Divac, dog. <laughs> Wow. Before he played a game, they they traded him for Vladi Divac. They're like, here, take this high school dude. We need Vladi. So that was like their uh, Sam Bowie. Yeah, yeah, that's what they that's what they thought. Then Sam Sam Bowie got what? Did he get traded or he got picked before Jordan? I think he got picked. Amazing. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, if, if we was wrong on that, go ahead and correct us when you feel like it. But we're going to keep this thing moving. So you say Steph Curry, right? Yeah, Steph Curry. The only reason I knew Dale Curry is I had, like, his basketball, basketball card. card. Like, he, yeah, I think he played for, like, too. the Spurs or something. Uh, he played for the Hornets. He played, he played for, the Hornets? for the Hornets? I don't know. Yeah. See. I, ha- I have a couple of Dale Curry cards. So did he play for the Hornets only? Or did he play for some other people? Huh? Did he only play for the Hornets? Oh, uh, he probably got traded around a little bit. He's a he's a journeyman for, for him being on the Hornets. But yeah, so he had a he, he was in the NBA. He had a I guess okay career, right? Yeah, he was decent. He was a great shooter. Yeah, so I don't think he got no rings though. But Steph Curry though, <laughs> he came in. Completely outshined his father. Oh yeah, easy. Oh wow, Del easy. Curry was uh, in 1986 was first round, 15th pick overall. Okay, getting his Kobe Bryant on. He's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in a position where you have a comfortable position that was inherited, the OG recommends that you psychologically act as if you're starting from the ground up. So you get that cushy position. You you're the son of Dale Curry. You're the son of uh, Joe Jellybean Bryant. You're LeBron James' son. Sure, you got a cushy life. Sure, you got a couple dollars in your pocket. But you need to get out there and grind and actually go practice. If you want to, you know, be good. If so, you want to be good. I hear successful artists and uh, musicians say this all the time. 
you know, athletes, they say this all the time. Fresh off of a championship, they say, you know, it's not easy to practice. It's easy to not take the job seriously because you're fresh off the championship, right? If you got three back-to-back multi-platinum a- uh, albums, it's easy to feel like you can make this music in your sleep. But psychologically, like I said, I hear artists saying that they go back to the basics. They go back to where they came from. They go back to their old neighborhood, hang around old friends, and try to get in that same mode, that same zone, so they can make the best music that they possibly can. <clears throat> hey, and let me, I have. I know this is the power cast, but I have to veer off the uh, topic again, um, just briefly here. We said uh, Dale Curry went 15th, Steph went 7th, and here's a real hot take. So Steph came in the league in 2009? Yeah. They have Dale Curry's being active on somebody's roster all the way up until 2002 on Toronto. Oh, really? He played in 56 games. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he was still playing while Kobe was playing. I was I was off Dale by that time. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, averaged 6.4 points a game in that last season. That's pretty good. He came in and got him a, a couple buckets, a couple threes. Yeah. Splash. Okay, so, we can go back, get back on track here. I just have to point that now. out. I mean, it's just just seven year difference, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. He played from '86 all the way to 2002. That's a pretty decent Dude, career. So, like, Steph was like a sophomore in high school, and his dad was still playing. Right. That's crazy. There you go. Steph could have got comfortable, but he didn't. He kept working at it. So you got to go in there like you're about to lose it all so you can have that same energy. Now, in the keys to power, it's interesting that the OG theorized that legends and heroes usually don't have fathers in their lives. Okay, in these in these legendary stories, in these heroes, they usually come from nothing. I guess it's like the Disney syndrome. You become great when you lose your parents. Well, the uh, Disney, they never have mothers. They all have fathers. Well, think, think of all the, the princesses. The legendary Lion King, homie lost his dad. He's the only one. And, and oh, hold on, hold on. And then Frozen, they lost. Well, they lost both parents. Though. That doesn't count. We talking about classic Disney here. So okay. Aladdin, <laughs> Aladdin, Prince Princess Jasmine only had a father. Beauty and the Beast, Belle only had a father. Cinderella, uh, she had an evil stepmother, but it was e- but she was evil. They don't have. They don't. I don't know. That's kind of weird. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, somebody's always got to be gone, or somebody's got to die. Little Mermaid, Ariel only had a father. There you go, Daddy's little girl. That's what's up. Very strange, Disney. Yeah. So, <laughs> the idea is that these legends and these heroes were able to succeed because they didn't have their dads to compete with them or limit them. Right. So, like, check this out. I got. I got a couple names for you. Legendary people who don't have who didn't have fathers in their lives Let's Malcolm go. X yep Barack Obama yep. Jay-Z often raps about how his dad wasn't there Biggie T.I. Halle Berry 50 Cent Diddy Samuel L. Jackson Martin Lawrence didn't have his dad there Alicia Keys I didn't know that Eddie Murphy A-Rod Eminem and the late great Maya Angelou. And Jesus. Yeah, they didn't have dads in their lives, man. They went on to be great. <laughs> Jesus didn't have a dad in his life either. Who? Jesus. 
<laughs> Dude, his father led him every step of the way. What are you talking about? And uh, a reversal of that is uh, Michael Jackson had a dad. He did. Michael he Jordan. Did Michael Jordan dad. had a dad. Michael Jordan did have a dad. Yep. Steph Curry got a dad. Steph Curry's dad is right there. And Kobe Bryant's dad was. And you, and you uh, said his dad was right there. And you said uh, LeBron didn't. That's why LeBron lost. If he had that dad back there in the backyard shooting hoops with him, he would have won uh, the championship this year. No, I didn't. I didn't name LeBron. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't name LeBron. Well, he didn't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure of his situation. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. So uh, it, it was the mom. He looked like him. Her and name daddy. was Gloria or something. Glow, something like that. So she was the one running the game, helping him be who he was. Yeah, LeBron looked like so, LeBron, LeBron looks like he doesn't have a father. He looks like he doesn't have, What does that mean bro And then his mother Getting banged out By Delonte West Dude That was a rumor Nobody's ever confirmed that mm, Okay oh. <laughs> he, Or that Ferrari cat Wasn't it Wasn't it like a little rapper dude Like his oh, name was like Something that, Ferrari That was bad well, the, the, actually, <laughs> He was just that being disrespectful <laughs> Yeah that ra- Well the rapper wasn't being disrespectful But it's just disrespectful that he's only like 29 years old or something. Right. He was super young. He's like LeBron's age. He's like a year older than LeBron. Right. right. It's crazy. All right. A couple ways to get out of somebody's shadow. You can, according to OGRG, you can belittle their past accomplishments. Nah, they ain't really do much. I mean, he only won six championships. I mean, it wasn't that great. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, could, I could do something way better than that. You belittle their accomplishments. Another way is to publicly advertise and demonstrate your differences. You have to say how different you are. Or yeah. your parents. Yeah. So you go ahead and show that, hey, man, I'm nothing like my dad. I'm nothing like my mentor. I, I do it the way I do it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that LeBron kind of does that because people try to make him like Michael Jordan. People try to compare him with Michael Jordan. And it's hard for LeBron to get from under that shadow. But LeBron is a totally a different player. If anybody should be compared to LeBron, it should be Magic Johnson. So He's more like the player so than LeBron is. I guess this should go without saying, but I guess I'll say it anyway. This probably only applies when that person whose shadow you're trying to get from under is not loved by everyone. Like, you don't want to be saying how different you are from somebody that had been doing a great job so Um, so I'm thinking about like a boss situation in my corporate life I've had some you know some bosses come and go they always come and go they probably last about a couple years before they get transferred or promoted or whatever and so it seems like it always goes back and forth we'll have a manager we like then we'll get one we really don't like and it, that cycle is just constantly going. And these new bosses, uh, I, I, I'm beginning to recognize the pattern. They'll come in and they'll start saying well, all this stuff they want to make different and change. And mm-hmm. this is the way they do things. And it's like, well, we kind of were we kind of loved our last manager. So <laughs> <laughs> we would prefer that you do things the way that they do. Right. So, so that's what I mean. That's, that's like, the quickest way 
to not be liked right is is that right so i think though i think what you have to do though the thing that's missing there is you have to understand what the shadow was before you try to jump from out of the shadow. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, so if this person was loved, if it was a very positive, great leader or whatever the case may be, do you want to go and promote how much, how different you are than that person? Well, yeah. You If you want to get from under their shadow, like, uh, it's a good like shadow, I kind of feel like this was like the Malcolm X and Martin Luther King thing where... Malcolm was very firm about, you know, his style, and and I think wasn't his style more like an eye for an eye type style. That's the type yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't in he wasn't in Martin's shadow. He was in Elijah Muhammad's shadow. Definitely, he definitely was. And then like say, um, so he did do that with with Elijah Muhammad, and that's where him getting killed. But you know, yeah, yeah. The guy was, yeah, he was too powerful. Then again, there you go. Mentor, daddy trying to hate on you. They yeah. want you to be great. That's true. Let me be great. Just let me be great. Yeah. But they don't want you to be great. So that's why sometimes you got to get up out of that shadow, man. You got to try to get up out of that shadow. So um, the OG noted that the problem with the person that came before you is that they keep reminding you of that past and they keep trying to get you to do it the way that they do it as if times don't change and we kind of talked about that with the Gordon Ramsay show Kitchen Nightmares trying yeah. to run the restaurant like your dad if you, if you come up under Michael Jordan I know for a fact he kept reminding his kids about how great he was of a basketball <laughs> player you know what I'm saying uh, if you were if you're a Jay-Z son a daughter and you're trying to start rapping you're gonna hear about the many awards and how great Jay-Z was and and yeah, it's it's gonna be a rough time to sit there and listen to that. Uh, you think OG you think you think they're gonna be talking about that to like blue like how great they are? I don't think they would do that. I, I could see maybe, maybe I could see Jordan definitely doing that. Like I heard a Jordan st- definitely is doing it. Like I heard a story about. I mean, this is a little off subject, but I forget who it was. I feel like it was like Tiger maybe, but somebody was spending the night at his house, kicking it with Marcus, and. Like they wore some Adidas or something over there, and Jordan walked in and saw them shoes and was like, "Whose shoes are these?" And like, dude didn't say nothing. He just like grabbed the shoes, threw them away, and gave him some Jordans. <laughs> like he's really big on himself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I could, I could definitely see him reminding his kids about how great he is all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely very Jordan-esque. It sounds like it, man. And so the OG says that most people are afraid to break the tradition and they secretly admire those who do. So um, those people who are timid and they don't want to leave from under their under their parent's shadow or under their mentor's shadow, they're scared to break that tradition. They're scared of what's going to happen. And they admire those who, re- who who rebel, who are rebellious. Now, for the hot take of the week, OGRG called it stubborn stupidity. And here it is. He says, if someone became successful from doing A, B, and C, when you think that, hey, man, I can become successful by doing the same exact A, B, and C, and I'll be just as successful. Yeah that formula there's something wrong with that math 
it doesn't work that way because there's this thing called uh, variability and all situations are different right so you have to you have to you know blaze your own path now i'm not saying that something like a previous situation like if you try to be like a previous situation and try to follow the type of style and do it your own way then sure you can you can get on you can try to get on um but following exact uh replicas of what somebody else did it's it's not gonna get you the same thing basically like you know somebody like russell simmons told stories about how a guy would come and ask to sweep his you know sweep off the sidewalk every day and they eventually gave him a job well you can't just turn around and go do the same thing and expect to you know for russell simmons to walk out of def jam and give you a job right because he was feeling some kind of way that day and it had something to do with the way that guy said it it might have been something from a meeting he had just heard that day he was feeling ambitious he was in a giving mood Maybe he felt bad. He didn't give the homeless guy any money. Right. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do somebody else a solid. I'm going to give him a job. Or take, and here you come along yeah. and try to do the same thing. Yeah. You ain't getting the same result. Yeah. Or, or take this book, for example. You're not supposed to necessarily use all these laws exactly, you know, word for word, the exact way that they're presented. But if you put a combination of multiple laws together... Or in this case, um, if you take, you know, little um, traits from these uh, great people who came before you, you know, so maybe your father used to make the uh, potato salad a certain way, you know, you can take some of that and then add your own flavor or, you know, just keep that traditional potato salad. But everything else that you do can be different. You can take pieces of things to kind of make your own way. Exactly, because on the low, Dad doesn't want you to have a better potato salad. He's been winning with the potato salad for 27 years, right? and you come along, he don't want to give up that title to you. He'll show you a couple things on how to do it, but secretly, he ain't trying to let you win, and he ain't trying to teach you to win. Or he might just show you how he does it, but he just doesn't want yours to be better. Right, so every time you try to do something different, like, you know what, I'm going to throw some paprika in my gnaw, son. Son, you don't put paprika in potato salad. That's not the way it go. Bacon, what are you doing with that bacon? And keep the celery out the potato salad. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to hate on you from being great. Yeah. So, anyway. The uncreative and the lazy would take that approach of, I'm going to copy that A, B, and C exactly the way it was laid out by mm-hmm. the person before me. Mm-hmm. They think that's a godsend. They'll, they'll definitely try to copy that. So, the OG warns that circumstances never repeat themselves exactly. And so we just talked about that. Now, beware of success because it can make you lazy and inactive. And we talked about that a bit. When you win that championship, that don't mean just kick it and not go to practice. When you get that platinum album, that don't mean don't go back into the booth. You know, you get that A on that test, that don't mean that you ain't got to study no more for the next test. You got to go back to square one. So you can take the task seriously. I mean, technically, you are back at square one. When you get that 100% on that one test, that doesn't dictate how you're going to do on the next test. So you got to go back and study again. I mean, can't you be happy just a little bit, though? Like, I just went <laughs> platinum. Like, I just won the championship. Should I go right back to the to practice after that? 
Hey, man, I'm not telling you how long you can waddle in your success, but I'm telling you that just sitting around, swimming in that success, and uh, and enjoying it too much, that's not going to get you your next platinum album. And just because you got one doesn't mean you're going to get a second. You got to go back to square one and actually put some, you know, put some thought into it. Now for the reversal. If the person that came before you is popping, you can use their name to get yourself in a position. And once you get in that position, because people think you're going to be like the person that came before you, you can go ahead and switch it up on them. So basically, it's a bait and switch. You know what I'm saying? You see Michael Jordan? My name is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan Jr. So pick me up, college, because I'm dope. And then you get there. You get your education, and then you don't even play basketball no more. And you wear them stupid goggles. <laughs> like, I knew he was what? done when... <laughs> like, I knew Marcus was done when I saw him wearing them goggles. I was like, oh, man. That was it. It was like, yo, Jordan would have never done that. Like, this dude ain't got no swag. He ain't gonna be able to ball with, like, like his daddy. Right. So one good point that the OG made is that only rebel against the ways of the past if you have a sense of direction, okay? So this is an important thing in a reversal because this law will get you all twisted up. If you're complacent and mediocre, you're not a go-getter, then you better follow the ways of the past. You better use other people's experience so you don't look like an idiot, all right? Listen to your parents. Utilize all of their experience as a tool to get you through life. Because they kind of have an idea of how to make it work because they was able to make it work. So, yeah. if you're one of those who's not a go-getter, man, I just want to make sure we put that message out there. On the flip side, if, uh, if you are a go-getter and you're one to blaze the trail, then you need to go ahead and do it. You know, your parents telling you, go to college, be a doctor like me, and you're passionate about being an ambitious entrepreneur then go ahead and follow your dream man go ahead and do what you want to do no doubt alright alright so this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast and as always we encourage you to get your own copy of Sir Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power he needs your support um, so make sure you get that uh, audio version like we're listening to or the paperback hardback physical copy like nobody has except for Charlemagne but again he needs your support but you know he's always trying to ball out uh, this week I heard that instead of Kraft Mac and Cheese he wanted to get Velveeta and you know that's super expensive so he needs your support yeah that block of cheese man it costs way more than Kraft I'm gonna absolutely say and just because you listen to OG Robert Green, or if you go buy his book, doesn't mean you don't need us anymore. Just like listening to us doesn't mean you don't need to go and purchase Robert Green's product. Robert Green is like, he's like Brian Baby Williams. And we're like Dwayne Wheezy Carter. So we know the OG made the blueprint to the success. But we trying to keep it going for another 15 years. You know what I'm saying? We compliment what Robert Greene is doing. And um, he doesn't kiss us, though. 
No, no, no. We don't. We don't. We don't kiss him. <laughs> See, I was thinking more like he's like that, like those nice baked beans. What's your favorite baked beans? Do you eat baked beans? Yeah, I love. What, what's 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 the what's your brand of choice? Uh, I think it's I think it's just bushes, bro. Okay, bushes baked beans. He's like those bushes baked beans. It's all nice and syrupy and sweet. But we we're like that ground beef. You ever put ground beef in your baked beans? Dog, I've never heard of putting ground beef in your baked beans. Bro, it sets it completely off. <laughs> and that is us. Okay. We're the set off. We okay, so I just won't be able to eat our beans after we make them because I don't eat ground beef anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, tofu. Who <laughs> will put tofu in yours? All right, cool, cool. <laughs> Actually, I ain't even really feeling tofu like that, to be honest. And I definitely ain't put no tofu in no doggone beans, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, if you want to talk to us about this law, you can reach out to us at the corporate corporate streets at gmail.com. That's corporate streets with a Z at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. I almost said Instagram. I'm not working on that, though. We'll be on Instagram eventually. Yeah, we'll get there someday. All right. And next week we have Law 42, which is strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Oh, man. All right. And uh, is that everything? Yeah, that's everything. All right. So this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast for people that be stunting like they daddy. Peace. Uh oh. I'm with it. A lot of Wayne references in this one. I know it was, huh? We showed a lot of love. <laughs> if like the pod cat or the power cats didn't have like titles already, we'll go ahead and throw his name on the title. We mentioned him so much. <laughs> Alright. Shout out to Wheezy. Wheezy F baby. I love Wayne. Alright. Enrichment and goal attainment. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Streets, 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 the